Welcome, Soul Tribe, to Deep Soul Awakenings with your hosts, Chastity Ryan and Millie Franco. Get ready to shed some light on the unspoken aspects of spiritual and healing journeys. What's up, Soul Tribe? How's everybody doing? Um, So this is going to actually be a solo episode today. Chas is a bit out of commission. Uh, she guys let you know last episode, she is about to have some medical things done. So this week she's prepping, but because we love you so much, we wanted to make sure that we still came on and, you know, give you the episode that you guys have been waiting for. Because I know that for a lot of you, um, the episodes tend to coincide with a lot of the things that you're going through. So it's always good to have some insight. And also shout out to my lovely assistant in the background that you guys cannot see Clarissa for helping me today. Um, Full disclosure, I am feeling slightly, I don't want to say sick because I don't want to claim that, (laughs) Um, but my voice is a little itchy and hoarse. So um, if you kind of hear me clearing my throat or anything like that, please excuse me. Chas is usually the one who edits the audio for the podcast. And unfortunately, since she is doing some things, we are not going to ask her to. So please, please, please just work with me. (laughs) Um, So today I just wanted to briefly touch on and go over some of the things that I've been learning in my personal life. Um, In one of the classes that I am taking, um, full disclosure, I am taking classes on ancestral work with Dr. Makosi. For those of you who know her, she is absolutely amazing and a powerhouse of wisdom and love and information and also tough love at the same time when she needs to be. Um, Definitely well-rounded and so much love, so much shout outs to her. Um, We were asked to write a letter to our mother, our our mother portal, and in writing this letter, it definitely brought up a lot for me. I had done a lot of healing work with my mom in her passing. Um, and I thought pretty much that I had said everything that I needed to say. Let everything out. You know, I had an experience on the beach with her where I spoke to her and I could feel her. And I was with the ocean. And it was very healing and very releasing. And I thought, that that was pretty much it. But I have learned within this journey that there is always something left to be healed. Um, So it's a consistent pretty much unraveling process for all of us. Um, And I realized that there were more things that needed to be said, and I made a connection. Um, I had journeyed with ayahuasca, um, which will be another episode, hopefully with Miguel. Um, And in this journey with ayahuasca, I actually met the darkness that had pretty much like became my mother, engulfed my mother, the darkness that she was lost in. And in reflecting on it now, I realized that I needed to meet this darkness because for me, this darkness was all too familiar. And I remember while being in ceremony, seeing this darkness in another person and recognizing it instantly. And I didn't know how I felt about it, about it at first. And within my journey, immediately this darkness called to me and I went straight to this person who had this darkness. And I remember for this person, it was kind of like I was almost a light in a darkness and I saw them for a second and I really saw this person 
and my soul recognized their soul and we embraced and we hugged each other. But then I saw this darkness overtake this person and it felt all too familiar and all too real. And I had realized that this was the same darkness that had a hold of my mother during her passing. And I realized now that this darkness was a shared darkness, you know, an inherited darkness. This was something that had been passed down for generations in my family. And it was like, I remember looking back and thinking about it. And there would be so many times now when I look at it that my mom would be stuck in her darkness and stuck in her sickness. And I would be sitting there with her and I would be feeling the same way, like angry and upset and unable to just be there with her. And I realized now that in those moments, it was both the, both of us in this darkness trying to find our light. But because none of us knew how in that moment, it was kind of like we were swallowed by it and unable to be present with one another and unable to love one another in those moments. And in sitting with ayahuasca, grandmother gave me the task of putting this darkness to sleep for the final time. And I say to sleep, but what I really mean is kind of like removing this darkness from our lineage. And I remember as I sat there with ayahuasca, I could hear this darkness speaking to me and telling me that it loved me and that I was comfortable there. And when I refer to you guys, you know, I always say that comfortable chaos. This darkness was that comfortable chaos for generations and generations within my family. And within ceremony, as I came more into my power and realized the power that's within me in being my own medicine, I was able to put that darkness to sleep to kind of manipulate energy and face that darkness face to face and be my own lighthouse in a darkness. And in allowing myself to be my own lighthouse, the person who was in ceremony with me saw my light and was able to free themselves of that darkness at the same time. And I say this because for a lot of us, we experience lots of darkness. We have been through things in this lifetime that we don't necessarily have an understanding of. We have these mother wounds that don't allow us to be present with them. And when we interact with them, we interact with so much anger and sadness because we're coming from a place of a wound. So we're not really seeing our parents or our mothers for the people that they are. And when I think of my mother now, and I think of everything that she went through, I think of my mom as a wounded child. My mother as a child went through things that no child should have to go through. She witnessed things, she experienced things. She had a mother essentially who she repeated the same pattern after of where she wasn't able to be present and she wasn't able to love because they both weren't able to love themselves in a way that could validate someone else. And I know for me, my mother and my grandmother were both very, very spiritually gifted. My mother could see spirits. My mother had a knowing and her intuition was very, very strong. I can give you an example for my mother. When I gave birth to my son, Julian, I had a lot of complications and his cord was wrapped around his neck. I knew something was wrong, but no one in the hospital believed me that something was wrong. But every time I would feel that it would be where he would be in danger, but like grave danger, like any second, 
he could pass on me. My sister would get a phone call in that moment from my mother on the phone. And I would look at my sister and be like, mommy knows something's wrong. I know she feels it. And in that sense, we were always accepting of her gifts. But for me, because her gifts were never validated and they were never accepted, she could never do that for me because she didn't know how. And I, and I understand that and I respect that. And all of that had to happen so that I could become the person that I am now. And so that I could embrace these gifts fully to be who I am and share them now. My grandmother was also a person who was very, very spiritually gifted. My grandmother could take um, Agua Maravilla. It's like a, a mixture of like Florida water and like alcohol. And if you had a stomach ache, she would pour some of this water in her hand, rub your stomach and pray. And when she was done, you would feel better. You wouldn't have a stomach ache anymore. If you had a headache, she would do the same. She would come and rub you and pray and it would go away. My grandmother is much like me where she could hear um, in her head and she would be told messages in her head and told what to do. And I remember as a child, I used to look at her and be like, oh man, grandma's fucking crazy because grandma's telling me she hears God in her head and you don't freaking hear God in your head. And that's for skid souls, you know, because we're raised and we're conditioned to think that these things are bad. And then now looking back, every time she said she heard God in her head and he told her to do something, looking back at those situations, it always worked out and it was always the right answer. And now being someone who receives messages for people and receive these message, receives these messages in my head, I know so different and I can embrace them now. And I know that my son Julian is very similar to me, but because I was able to sit in ceremony with ayahuasca and face this darkness and find my light, now that validation that I seeked is something that I can give to my son where he can grow up knowing that these gifts that he has are not bad things, that these gifts that, they, that he has are wonderful and beautiful parts of him. And it's, there's something beautiful about it when you're able to subtract yourself from the situation and watch it play out instead of being in it and feeling it from those wounds. And in being able to identify the darkness that became my mother for the years before she passed away, I'm able to see that those moments where I would sit with her and be like, oh man, you know, I feel like I really got a glimpse of my mother today. Those were the moments where she saw my light in her darkness and I got to have her come back to me. Sorry, slightly emotional, um, but that's normal. That's healing, guys. Whenever you feel like you want to cry, whenever you feel like there's emotions, that is healing. That is your inner child healing. Embrace it. Always embrace it. And it really taught me something about my mom. Growing up, we learn that love is a certain thing or that love can be given in certain ways. For my mother, I've mentioned this before, it was gifts and, you know, taking our friends in as family and giving them advice and her just loving in the ways that she was taught that love was. And in thinking of my mother and what I know now to be her love languages, I know that she loves me in the absolute best way that she could. 
And that wasn't easy for her because my mother growing up with this darkness, with this inherited darkness, none of us ever knew what love was or how to love or how, how to validate someone. We just kind of went with it, with the things that we were told were love. And in my family, you know, you were always fed. You were fed. Your friends were fed. No one was ever hungry. That was a love language. You always had clothes on your back. You always had nice things because that was a love language. We, growing up, me as a child, I was very affectionate. I wanted to hug everyone. I wanted to kiss everyone. And for those of you that know me, I know this sounds very, very far-fetched, but I promise you it is truth. I was very loving, very, I wanted to be on top of my mother all the time. I wanted to be hugging her. I wanted to be kissing her, but my mother didn't know how to receive this from me. So growing up, I internalized this as, well, there, there's something wrong with me because I want to hug her and kiss her and she doesn't want this from me. So I'm going to stop hugging and kissing people because this type of affection is not a wanted type of affection. So I basically shut that part off of me. And from that moment on in every relationship that I've had, my ability to give affection has been a problem. You know, I've always attracted people who are a mirror to me. So I've always attracted people who needed physical touch, being unable to give physical touch. And we struggled. And in having Julian, I saw that mirrored to me and I saw that pattern repeat itself because my son Julian is, he's a hugger. He's a kisser. He's a toucher. He wants to be next to you. He wants to rub your shoulder. He's consistently kissing your hands. Um, he sings me songs on the train station and he's just like, I love my mom. She's so cute. And I, I remember in the beginning, it would bother me because I would be like, Julian, like you're not supposed to do these things outside. And then I came to the understanding that that was the conditioning speaking. That was the pattern speaking. That was that darkness speaking. You know, this part of you is not good. And I would stop and be like, okay, you know what? This has a name. I know where this is coming from. I release this. This is not the relationship that I want to have with my son. I want my son to be loving. And it wasn't overnight because nothing is overnight. It's work. It's hard. You unravel. You cry. You go into this deep, dark place. But you become your own medicine. You become this medicine that allows you to find your light. And now I have a relationship with my son where we're consistently hugging and kissing each other all day. I'm sitting with him. I'm singing him silly songs. He's singing me silly songs. We're like huddled up in freaking hugs in bed. My smaller son is always like, I love you guys so much. And I'm like, yes, baby, we love each other so much. And it's so different. And it's so beautiful. And I can see now that that part of me that wasn't validated when I was able to face that darkness, I was able to give that part of me medicine and bring back that light within me. Not to say that it's all fucking rainbows and butterflies, because it's not. I still very much do have my moments where I do not want to be touched and I need to be by myself. But I consistently explain to him, hey, baby, you know what? Mom's kind of touched out right now. She needs to recharge. So I need like 10 minutes to myself. But it does not mean that I don't want to love you. And it does not mean that the love and affection that you're trying to give me is wrong. I just need a second because mom's feelings are feeling a little bit all over the place right now. 
and and even just doing things like that I see such a shift and I see my sons growing and loving and living without this inherited darkness because this darkness is now no longer a part of us and I am so grateful so so grateful because the ability to find your light in the darkness is literally the ability for you to be your own medicine. And I honestly feel that in being a healer because and a guide, because that is what I am, and I accept this, and I know this, and I embrace this, it is allowing yourself an understanding that you are the medicine. And when you heal people, when you go to people, you are not healing them. You're not giving them this miracle fucking energy that's going to fix all of their problems not at all nothing is going to fix all your fucking problems one shot deal nothing this road is hard this road is not easy but it is worth it you are enabling for other people to find their own medicine you are seeing them you're going to them in their darkness and being this light and being like hey hi I see you. I see you going through this. Let's talk about this. Let's give it a name. And you are teaching them to face this darkness head on and teaching them and showing them that they are the medicine that they need because in their darkness, they have the power to be their own lighthouse. And I say lighthouse because what do you think of when you think of water? Water is emotions. And when you are in the ocean, especially for those people who like to travel by ship and boat, you are in literally the depths of the darkness of the ocean within your emotions, within this water. And a lot of times you cannot find your light, you're engulfed, you spiral. Trust me, I know I've been there. I have spiraled and gone to these deep, dark places that sometimes I look up and I'm like, where the hell am I? I don't like this. I don't like how I feel. I don't want to be here. But I've learned that even just sitting in that darkness and being like, okay, you know what? What is this that I'm feeling? What emotion am I feeling? What name can I give this emotion? Okay, anger. Okay, sorrow. Okay, sadness. Where is the sadness coming from? Where, where is it coming from? Is it the situation that I'm in? No, it's not the situation. Oh, but you know what? This specific situation reminds me of this thing that happened to me when I was younger. And when this happened to me, I didn't feel validated. I didn't feel loved. I didn't feel nurtured. And that is why I feel this. But you know what? In that moment, you are calling so much of your power back to you because you are giving that emotion a name. And once that emotion has a name and you know where it is coming from, you can release yourself from it and you can let go. And that in itself is being the best medicine that you could ever give yourself. And in speaking to my son, Julian, I had a conversation with him maybe the day before yesterday, because I remembered myself as a child and writing this letter. And I remember moments of feeling unloved by my mother. Um, I didn't honestly come to realize that my mother truly loved me until her death. And that was after deep, deep healing in her death. So I looked at him and I asked him, you know, baby, do you ever feel like I don't love you? He, you know, my son answers me honestly. And he told me, yes, when you're mad and you yell and you scream at me, I feel like, I, like you don't love me. So we sat and we spoke about it. 
I told him, you know, even when I'm upset, when I'm angry, I love you, baby. There's nothing in this world that could, that could ever change the fact that I love you. From the moment that I knew you existed, and even before, I think, honestly, because Julian was like, me and my mother knew Julian was coming before Julian was even in my belly or even a thought. And I explained this to him and I gave him those words of affirmation that he was seeking. I sat there with him and I allowed him to express how he was feeling. And I have seen such a change in him in these past two days, such a light in him. And it's like validation that he needed that I didn't even know he needed. But to be honest with you guys, I probably needed that validation in myself as well. And it's really a moment of reparenting reparenting myself to understand that sometimes you got to look at your kids and be like hey even when I'm mad at you I love you because we even as adults when we fight with our friends and we say things that we don't mean that that hurt wounded child still comes back and you wonder if that person's still going to be in your life or if they're going to change the way that they are with you or they're going to turn their back on you and I'm here to say, you know, use your voice, speak, talk, say how you're feeling, you know, have these conversations that you need to have, especially with your children and parenting your children in the way that you wish you could have been parented. You are also reparenting yourself, reparenting your parents, reparenting your lineage, your ancestors and shifting energy for yourself. And that is literally the best thing that you can do. But I also ask all of you, when interacting with your parents and your mother, try to see your parents from a light of not seeing them from the wounds that you have. Try to see them for the wounded children that they are, because for a lot of us, we are wounded children and adult bodies trying to make it day by day. And for a good chunk of us, we don't even know how to manage our emotions. So try to see them for what they are. Try to, try to see them for the things and the love that they are trying to show you in the best ways that they know how. So I am going to post a recording um, for you guys that I actually have sent to a friend, Clarissa, actually, who's helping me today. Um, I don't own any rights to the music in the background. That was Julian who decided to put on music that night and it just kind of worked. Um, but it is, it is a message that I feel that many of us need to hear. So I ask that if you have the time, just please sit and listen and absorb and really just let it resonate if it does. And I am always here if any of you need to talk or if you come to any epiphanies or just need to have a conversation. You know, we always include our email. We have the groups on Facebook. Please always, always feel free to reach out. Um, and with that, I'm going to do a quick poll for the next two weeks of May. Um, just because we've been doing card polls and I want to stick with it. And I feel like there are some of you who really enjoy it. So I'm going to pull two cards um, and I may also pull an Oracle card. I'm not sure yet, just for the energies. So for the first week of May, 
I actually pulled the four of staffs and what I'm getting from this card is this week for a lot of us is really a week where we are getting back in touch with our joy and our peace and understanding the things that make us happy and understanding the blessings in our life and really, really looking at every day and trying to find those places of gratitude where you can look at your day-to-day -day life and be like, oh no, you know what? I am so blessed and I am in so much gratitude for like, for example, for me, for this moment that I had with Julian and Elijah this morning. Julian wake, woke up in the best mood and before he went to leave the house, he came to me, pointed to his cheek and he tells me, Basito. And I was like, oh, baby, Basito. Gave him a kiss. He left with a smile on his face. And that for me is big because before we were fighting every morning, Elijah woke up in one of his moods because my baby doesn't like to be woken up in the morning. And normally this would cause me to be hectic because I would wake up from the mind frame of, we got to go, we got to go, we got to hurry up, we don't have time. I wake up every day and the first thing I tell myself is I have all the time that I need. I sat with him, I hugged him, I kissed him, we laid, I just let him be. And I got to snuggle my baby this morning and love him up and have him start his day happy with his mama's love. And I still made it to work on time. There, there was no need to rush. But today and yesterday especially, I was gifted a moment, moments of presence. And in just being able to be present, I feel present. I feel so much more at ease and more in joy and more in harmony. And I feel like for this week, for both of, for both of us, sorry, all of us, <laughs> um, it's really just remembering, remember what makes you happy. And I, I really ask that all of you guys, you know, take time to celebrate yourself, take time to celebrate how far you've come and allow yourself to do things in ceremony. You know, when you take a shower at night and you wash yourself, wash all the things that no longer serve you, wash it off your body, watch it go down the drain. You know, when you put lotion on, envision that lotion literally rubbing in all of the beautiful things and all of the beautiful energy into your body. You know, as Mikael said before, ritualize your life. Be your own medicine. You have the power to literally be your own medicine. You are that powerful. For next week, um, the second week of May, we got the hangman. And I think it coincides with the first card because next week is going to be a week of reflection. Really taking the time to sit down and thinking about all of the things that you've been holding on to and making the decision to let them go. This week will allow us to see the blessings. Next week will allow us to see the things that have been holding back our blessings from us. Because for a lot of us, we are praying for all of these things. We are trying to manifest all of these things, but we don't have the ability to receive them. You know, like I, like I mentioned before with my mother, even if she tried to give me the love that I was looking for back then when she was alive, I wasn't ready to receive it because I was operating from a wound. So the second week of me of May will really encourage us to let go of the things that no longer serve us. Ask, you know, to just ask your ancestors to help you to be able to operate 
from your light, the energy that is actually you and not operate from these wounds. And then looking at these things from the outside in and not allowing yourself to see them as a wounded person and instead allowing yourself to watch the situation from the outside, you'll really be able to gain new perspectives. Um, for our shadow card, we have the page of cups and I think this really speaks to just loving yourself, learning to love yourself and, you know, allowing yourself to be creative and feel what you're feeling. We are all intuitive people. We know what feels right. We know what doesn't feel right. We know what feels good. We know what doesn't feel good. So I challenge you, you know, for the next two weeks, do things that make you feel good inside, that make you feel happy, that make you remember what your joy is. Really sit with yourself and think about it and reflect. What are the things that make me happy? Who am I? You know, who am I really outside of the mother, outside of the sister, outside of the daughter? What makes me happy? You know, if you've thought to yourself, hey, you know what? I want to play a drum. Try. You like to create create art. You like to draw, but you feel like you're no good at it. So what? Nobody's good there first time. Try. Allow yourself to be creative. Allow yourself to just be free. Give yourself the opportunity to find what gives you joy. Give yourself the opportunity to just be in harmony with you. And really just try to look at situations as, you know, nobody is not really doing anything to you purposely to hurt you. They are doing things because they are projections of the energy that they are. And for a lot of us, we are hurt, wounded little children in this world who are trying to navigate adult life when all we really want and all we are really seeking is literally just a helpful, kind person and sometimes even just a smile. So I encourage you to continue yourself, to, to continue to allow yourself to unravel and heal. And I know that it's not easy, but in those moments where you feel like you are lost in your darkness, ask somebody to see you. Ask somebody to help you find your light so that you can learn to be your own medicine. And with that, I send you guys so much love. And until next time, please be kind to yourself. I realized something today. Um, when writing a letter to my mother, we, as, as beings, as spirits, as souls, we inherit this darkness from previous generations. And when I came to my mother, I came to understand the darkness that she was in ceremony with ayahuasca because grandmother called for me to sit with that darkness and face it and to give it, you know, rest, its, its final space to rest and to put it to sleep for the final time. And in writing the letter to my mother today, I realized that it was a shared darkness because the darkness that she had, I experienced with her and through her. 
when my grandmother had that darkness in her as well, she, you know, she experienced it with my mother, I experienced it with her, and my sisters have experienced it, and it was like this shared darkness. But I understand now why it was me that was able to find the light in that darkness, and why it was me that was able to put that darkness to sleep, just how powerful it is to be able to do that and it made me really understand like why we are on this journey and why it is that we're doing what we're doing you know we are finding the light in the darkness I found light in a darkness that had overtook and that so many generations of the woman in my family had succumbed to I found my light in that darkness I was able to finally put that darkness to sleep release it transmute it keep the lesson I feel like there's just so something so important in that and I feel like that's why it has to be us because no one else can do it it has to be us because we all have like this light, this love inside that it it just overpowers everything else. And I'm grateful for my sons because they remind me of that light within myself because I see that light in them. So yeah, it's exactly like a lighthouse. Thanks for listening to this episode and continuing on this journey with us. Be sure to join our growing communities on Facebook and Instagram. We can't wait to have you back with us next week. Thank you for allowing us to be your voice. Until next time, remember to take care and be kind to yourself.